I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything. Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. writing this down this is good stuff hi i'm john this is john helps you write better so let's let's talk about writing better i guess maybe kind of sort of today today i've got a narrative discussion for you a story thing that i think a lot of people kind of understand but also at the same time like to mess around with for reasons i don't entirely understand but here's what i'm talking about People have a kind of misunderstanding when it comes to point of view. They sometimes aren't very good at it. It's inconsistent. Sometimes it's way zoomed out. Sometimes there's just too many point of view characters. Sometimes after a very long time with one character, we randomly jump over to a different character and then jump right back as if the the writer just needed to take like a little breather. And so today I want to I wanna kind of just talk about point of view in general and see if I can, in audio, lay out some ideas that maybe kind of will help you if you're somebody who thinks you are struggling with point of view or you're curious about point of view or you, you're writing something with a point of view that maybe isn't standard. I guess standard might be the wrong word, but you're, you're trying to experiment with point of view and you're not sure how it's going. So let's call this one a basic package of point of view. Point of view is the lens through which the story is rolled out for the reader. Now, if we have a character, a single character we're following at a distance, that's third person. And if we are only sticking to that one character and sort of kind of maybe at the edges there are subordinate characters, secondary characters, that's third person limited. If we have equal and unobstructed access to every character at a distance, no matter who they are, no matter what's going on, then it's third-person omniscient. If we follow one point-of-view character and we follow them so closely that we are deeply in their head and only in their head and nothing else, that we perceive ourselves as almost indistinguishable from the character then that's first person. And if we are adjacent to the character and we only have access to them, but we are very clearly adjacent but not distantly removed, that's second person. Those are the basic point of view frames. First, second, third limited, and third omniscient. One is not necessarily better than the other. They're useful in different ways at different times. However, the fundamental rule, no matter what we're writing, is once you pick one, you stick with it. And the reason you want to pick one and stick to it is so that the reader has the easiest time possible following the story, no matter what it is, no matter what's going on. The reader's always looking for a way to make sense of what you're saying. And if we are always jumping around chaotically and uncomfortably, it's harder for the reader to follow things. So let's make it easy by picking one point of view and sticking with it. Now, 
immediately somebody's going to jump up here and start telling me that in MPOV, that's multiple point of view, the jumping is baked in. And that's true. When you have in third-person limited or third-person omniscient, multiple characters whose point of views are variable, meaning I'm going to follow one character, and then I'm going to go to this other character, then I'm going to go to this other other character. But when I'm with that character or with the other other character or whomever, I'm specifically locked to them. So it's sort of multiple people, but it's still third-person limited, if that makes sense. Because you can make an argument that third-person omniscient is truly MPOV because everybody's involved, but that's a, that's a different story for a different day. The point is, yes, MPOV is where we can jump from person to person. However, the times and conditions we can make those jumps need to be structured. You can't do it mid-paragraph. Well, you can, but it's not great. Like, it's, it's fundamentally unsound. You want to do it when breaking in the narrative or pausing the narrative is convenient, logical, and sensible. Like chapters or at the point of a mid-story chapter break. Like in the middle of a chapter, you hit, a, you know, you hit enter twice and you center an asterisk. That's called a dinkus. You, you very clearly indicate that one section of story has momentarily paused or wrapped up and we can fade to black more or less and then open up somewhere else. That that's where it's okay, as long as there is a clear structure that some framework of story has finished or paused or is sort of in like a holding pattern so that we can shift our focus elsewhere. If you're failing to create POV shifting in focus, like all of a sudden we've got a couple sentences where we're talking to Dave, then a couple more sent, then a couple sentences where we're talking to Tom and we're in their heads and it's unclear which he is he because they're both he characters. That's where problems come in. And it's not a matter of just fixing them by swapping out some of the pronouns for proper nouns. The, the real problem comes with misunderstanding why we have point of view in the first place. It's, again, so that the reader has the easiest time in viewing the story the way you intend. But on a greater scale, on a big picture view, it's so that you have some boundaries in your story. So that you have a general sense of, oh, I'm using these constraints to focus and address the reader's issues and give them a chance to not just see the world and be overwhelmed by the number of details I'm about to give, but to shape and frame the story and make a point about theme or world building or story or plot or this or that that so that ultimately it makes sense to them i want it to be clear which means the boundaries imposed by point of view aren't things i should be willing to discard lightly easily casually i shouldn't be so quick to immediately try and avoid pov issues by using mpov i shouldn't be so quick to just head hop and shift character focus just because it'll be easy to tell the completeness of my story because point of view is one of those tools where we don't want completeness we don't want a sense of you know this is 1100 million percent of every atom of every bit of the story it's a it's, it's not about getting the, the platinum trophy in the video game. It's not about earning the merit badge of the entirety of everything you've ever invented made its way to the page. The point is to get a specific set of ideas across to the reader. And the point of view is the delivery vehicle for those. If we were to tell the story of um, you making lunch 
It doesn't make any sense to involve any part of, you know, somebody three states away or halfway around the world or an astronaut on the moon. It makes no sense to involve those people because if the story is you telling lunch, then we need to constrain and limit the reader's focus to you making lunch because that's what the story is. One of the things I see most when I, I read things and find point of view issues for clients is that there's this idea that I have to get the story across and POV is an obstacle in the way I have to navigate. That sometimes I need to jump over here and tell this other part of the story because I have this picture in my head about this scene. And that's fine. Like, I, I get it. You have this scene. But remember, not everything you imagine, especially when, when you're in the full-throated throes of I'm going to create this and I'm going to create this and ooh, what about that? Not everything's going to make it to the book. Not everything needs to. And understanding... The, the difference between I'm creating and I'm excited about it and I'm creating, I'm excited about it and it's specific to this idea is a fundamental writing tool. It's, it's, a, it's a point of contention and discernment that we can use to filter out, you know, story stuff from just creative stuff. And if we're going to talk about story versus creative stuff, we should probably also point out that no genre demands a certain point of view. It's just that some genre are incredibly saturated by point of view. A lot of detective fiction, for instance, is written first person because they're trying to suggest a level of intimacy that can counterbalance some of the grisliness or some of the violence or some of the emotionality of it. And fantasy is, is hyper-dominated by multiple point of view because they're trying to give the impression that science fiction stories or fantasy stories are big and huge and cover a lot of ground and have a lot going on. But you, you don't need to do either of those things. Point of view is, again, just to help deliver the visual, to deliver the movie into the reader's brain, to get the idea across, to help impart emotionality, to help give somebody something to follow in their skull. And I, I don't, I don't want to belabor that point, but I, I can't totally tell you how critical it is that so many people don't get point of view, that they want to hop, that they want to change, that they want to, you know, be really inelegant and almost sloppy about it. That sometimes I'm over here in this and sometimes I'm over here in that. What that comes down to isn't that the story idea is bad, but that you have not made enough fundamental decisions about it in order to do something with it. You're not sure what the story is. You've got to make more decisions. And if you're going to get better at point of view, you've got to understand that point of view's greatest value is in limitation and boundary and not to be scared of those things. If we're going to tell this story, then there have to be limits and boundaries imposed on it. If we're going to try and create depth with our characters, it's not that we have so many characters and they all have cool names and cool anime hair and this, that, and the other. It's that we're willing to put a filter and a lens and fences and blinders up in order to limit our view so that we can only go deep rather than wide. Point of view is a tool that I think more people need to practice just in the course of writing multiple drafts. I think they need to practice it not in terms of like, this is my first person story, that's my third person story. But pick one and try it and really get into it and really question it and examine it and see if it is a good hole for the peg that is your story if I can continue to butcher metaphors as I have for the last 11 minutes. 
I want you to get better at point of view. I want you to practice. I want you to understand that the value in first person is emotionality. The value in second person is, you know, just the difficulty of writing in second person. The value in third person limited is creating a slightly larger frame for the story, but it's still limited in some way. And the value in third omniscient is the scope of things. And you don't always have to go to the extremes of third omniscient or first in order to tell your story. There's plenty of times where a lot of the constraints of, of point of view fall away to the wayside because ultimately you want the reader sucked in. And point of view is one way we do that. It's not the only way. Give it some thought and I'll talk to you tomorrow.